You're listening to the Glorious House of Gains podcast. Here's your host, Robert Frank. What's going on, everybody? Robert Frank, 615, here with you. It is, somebody help me out with the date, May 30th, 30th. right? 2018. I'm oh, the, day, yeah! I done fucked that up. Let's do that again, but keep it rolling, Ant. Today is May 30th, 2018. Hump day, yeah! Yeah, you damn right. I fucked it up the first time, but I don't give a fuck. So I'm at the round table of testosterone, which is actually rectangular. I'm Robert Frank. To my right, we have Joey Bag of Donuts. What's up, Joe? Hello. To his right, the Pody producer of the year who puts in more hours in this podcast than any one of us, Anthony. What's up, Ant? To his right, we have Jacked Man with the permanent tan 11 weeks in a row. Ray Vegas. Everybody, let's get it. Let's go. And the most aesthetic creature in the motherfucking crew, Jimmy Triceps. Confess your love to Triceps, and he will never let you down. And bros and broettes, we have a very (laughs) special guest on the podcast this week. One of my closest friends on the interwebs. He is also known as the best squatter on Instagram. He gave me my first shout-out back in 2013 when we made it rain in that motherfucking gym. We've known each other since we both had less than 1,000 Instagram followers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the legendary C3 Muscle. What's up, C3? Man, that's an awesome introduction, man. What's up, everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. It was uh, when we first started the podcast, and we're like, you know what? We got to get some guests on because people are going to want to hear guests. You were definitely on the top of the list of people to get on the show. So thank you for taking, uh, you know, about an hour of your evening tonight uh, away from the squat rack and to <laughs> hang out with with the bros, man. So what's going on, man? Look, it's. I don't even know what to say, man. I'm just, I'm just happy to be on the podcast. You know what I mean? So for everybody out there who has an Instagram, also YouTube, and uh, C3, I think you're on Facebook as well, right? Um, C3, yeah. also you can find, your, find you everywhere, right? Not really, man. I'm, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm just on uh, Instagram and YouTube. Okay, so we have on Instagram, your your main handle is at C3Muscle, so that's very easy for everyone to find. That's the letter C, the number three, and then muscle. And uh, that's on YouTube as well. You can find some of your longer videos on there. And uh, you also have a second page, which is at Respect the Depth, right? Damn right. Yes, sir. Okay, so we got two pages there. Now, none of us at the table really squat, so... We wanted to have somebody who is is the best, in my opinion, and, and what do I know about squatting jack shit, but everybody, my father, Bob Colts, is the biggest C3 Muscle fan out there. We're all big C3 Muscle fans uh, here at the table. Everyone minus Joey, we got to meet you in Ohio during Arnold weekend. A lot of fun. It was long overdue, but tell us, bro, who is the man behind C3 Muscle? Tell us about yourself. Just give us couple sentences for all the bros and broettes who may not know who you are. Uh, well, all right, cool. Let's, let's, uh, I'm really just a new year's resolution gym lifter that stuck with the program. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was, uh, 24 when I first joined the gym and, uh, dude, I, I didn't even like squatting. Like I didn't, 
I didn't, I didn't like squatting. I, I really was kind of intimidated by the gym. I saw all these, you know, big dudes in there who knew what they were doing, and I was kind of lost. But, uh, but luckily, man, people just kind of took me under their wing and, you know, gave me some advice. And then I did my own independent research along the way, and I just discovered a passion that I didn't even knew exist existed with strength training. You know what I mean? Now, the one question that I have is, all right, squatting is what pretty much what you're known for on Instagram, but you have a very impressive deadlift. You're, you, you would consider yourself a power lifter, right? I would say. Yeah. Okay. I've competed a couple of times. Yeah. Right. Right. So bench press, you have a very imp- impressive bench press. You, I've seen you deadlift, uh, over 700 pounds before. Why is it, what made squatting like your thing? Like why, why squatting out of everything else? Why squatting? And and do you take your shoes off? When I squat? Nah. <laughs> no, he doesn't take his shoes off. <laughs> nah, nah. That's funny you say that. I was, I was talking to one of my Olympic weightlifting homies the other day, and he was telling me that I should start squatting shoeless. But that, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, could, nah, you, yeah. could you tell us the science behind? Because we, we go to a gym, and, and uh, C3 Muscle, for, for those of you who don't know, we had C3 Muscle's picture inside Diesel Gym. Many, many years ago when I was managing the gym, we had uh, a picture of C3 and a frame. It was right up at the front. Um, we're b- most of us are back there. We train there a couple times a week just because it's good atmosphere. It's a, we love the equipment there, but it's a very heavy powerlifting gym. And all we see is every motherfucker deadlifting shoeless, squatting shoeless, even benching shoeless. What is it with no shoes? Uh, well... Deadlifting shoeless, you don't want to like deadlift and running shoes. Um, you know, you want to be you want to be stable and firm to the ground. So that's why people pull either with no shoes or they pull in like chucks or flats. Um, squatting is kind of different. You know, for some people when they squat, they squat. And I'm going to get technical. You know, they squat with the bar lower on their back, which when they squat, it almost looks like a good morning. And so for that particular squat, people prefer to squat either shoeless or in flats. For me, though, I squat like an Olympic weightlifter. Uh, and so I wear, you know, Olympic weightlifting shoes when I squat. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Okay. And so for a normal bro that, let's just say we were all going to start training legs, should we do a shoeless or should we keep our shoes on? I think you should squat in a way that feels most natural. You know what I mean? And that would be with shoes on. Uh, yeah right yeah I'm, I'm not with all the shoeless shit to be honest with you man like i yeah i keep my shoes on so be, before i forget me and jimmy triceps we went down to a uh, luke hawks our our boy luke hawks is in town for a, a wrestling event this weekend and me and jimmy triceps traveled down to south jersey to lift with him and he told me to bring up and before i forget it i have i have it on the format here he wanted me to ask you about three six mafia. Is there anything <laughs> in particular that you know about three six mafia? Oh shit, man! Shout out to Luke. So, all right, so me and Luke are like two of the biggest three six mafia fans on the planet. And so, um, <laughs> I grew up. I was born in Arkansas, and I grew up uh, in Memphis. So I grew up bumping a lot of that southern gangster shit. Three six mafia. Uh, my favorite rapper is a dude named Kingpin Skinny Pimp. Nobody really knows about him. <laughs> It's an odd name. I know. I know. 
Ray, Ray, Ve- Ray Vegas is, is giggling in the mic. Do you know who Skinny Pimp is? I do. He's never heard of him. Okay, go He's ahead. Never heard of- All right, so check it out. Um, have, you, have you guys seen Hustle and Flow, the movie? Yes. So the character that DJ, that uh, DJ, that Terrence Howard, Terrence Howard plays, uh, DJ was based on Skinny Pimp. Okay. And the, the director of the movie, you know, the character that Ludacris played was named Skinny Black. And that character was a, the name was a combination of two local Memphis rappers, Skinny from Skinny Pimp, and the Black was from a guy named Gangsta Black. These are all Southern Memphis rappers, all legendary dudes. I will but, be looking that up after the show. Yeah, Google it. Like, there's a, there's a video on YouTube. Uh, like, are you a 360 Mafia fan, Ray? I'm a fan of a couple of the records. Yeah. All right, so if you Google, like, One Life to Live, it's a skinny pimp video, but Juicy J is in it. DJ Paul is in it. Like it's it's old as hell. It's from 1996, but that's just a quick little history. The golden lesson. era of hip hop. Kinda. Golden <laughs> era. So what what happened with Three Six Mafia? What do you mean? What happened? Oh, oh with Luke? yeah, Luke. Luke said, uh, I don't know if he said that you guys um, hooked up with them or you met them or something like that. Oh. Yeah, no, so this is what Luke did, right? So Luke surprised me. We were in Vegas. How could I forget this? And uh, we're at the casino, and, like, Luke is plugged with those guys. Like, he knows DJ Paul, he knows Juicy J. And so, uh, man, it, it was a wild night. We were out until, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. We randomly ran into Brad Castleberry. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah. and then, like, 10 minutes later, you know, Luke makes the call, and then uh, we end up, like, gambling with DJ Paul. Like, it was just cool. Okay. All right. Cool. So you got to you got to meet them, and it, it was a good night. Oh yeah, absolutely. Luke does not strike me as a three six mafia guy. Nah, hey, wait, man. After I met him, yeah, he shocked the shit out of me. Like I didn't, I didn't really think he was that big of a three six mafia fan either when I first met him. But then, like, when he told, first of all, when he told me that he knew DJ Paul and Juicy J, I was like, that's cool. But then he also has the hypnotized camp. Uh, Posse logo, which is 36 Mafia's like record label. He has that tattooed on his leg. Oh, he's like, about oh, yeah. that life. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, Luke is a Luke is a good dude, man. Solid, solid dude. Now you brought up Brad Castleberry. Now, according to Instagram, Brad Castleberry is probably about four times as strong as you. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the fake weight controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, asking you about that because you would, it would mean more to you than it would to any one of us at this table. What is your opinion on fake weights? Like us, none of us really give a fuck. Like because we don't lift for weight, we lift for reps, aesthetics, and that pump, right? But you guys, it, like there are, there is a certain um, demographic demographic of people, if I could speak tonight, that really take the number seriously. So when they think Brad Castleberry is just loading up the bar with fake weights, that's kind of like a disrespect to them. Where do you stand on that? All right. So let me say this. I really don't give a fuck kind of about what other people do and how they train. I don't really care, but I will say this. I'm not going to jump on the, the, the fuck Brad Castleberry bandwagon and, and diss him and say he's using fake weights because I, I don't, First of all, I met the dude, and he was cool. He was a nice guy to me, so I don't have any, right. any personal hang-up or personal problem with him. But secondly, 
I don't think he's using fake weights. I think the issue is I think people don't understand the difference between, you know, uh, a an, an unassisted lift and an assisted lift, meaning there's a difference between me squatting 675 with nobody behind me. It's just me versus somebody else squatting 675 with a dude behind you, basically hugging you as you go down. You know what I mean? And yeah. come back. So I think if you're going to knock him for anything, and again, I'm not trying to knock the dude because I ain't got nothing against him. Matter of fact, I think, I think people don't give him enough credit because athletically the dude is gifted. He can yeah. jump and fast. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and diss him. Yeah, he's a but, beast. Yeah, he's a beast. But I will say this. I think people need to understand the difference between unassisted and assisted lifts. You know, like, for example, if I'm benching, I don't want anybody to touch the bar. Don't touch the bar. Don't help me. You know what I mean? I got it. Right. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not with that. You know, I just put two fingers on the bar, man. No, that was all you bullshit. Nah, that was a collective lift. You know what I mean? Right. So that's like my only gripe. But other than that, I ain't got nothing against the dude. And that's that's our like that's the way pretty much all of us feel at this table about Brad Castleberry is like, you know, you said people don't he, he doesn't get enough credit. Listen to to us and the way that we lift and and the goals that we're going for. We look at that motherfucker and we'd be like, God damn, I'd trade my left nutsack to look like that. You know what I mean? Forget about how he got there, what you know, what kind of supplements he's using, or any of that. It it doesn't matter. He's he's fucking jacked. We're um all of us here at this table, we're going up to upstate New York uh in no, July. Long Island, not upstate. Oh, okay, Long Island. I'm sorry. I I stand corrected. Long Island for uh, the Real Weights for Real Heroes charity event. Mark Lobliner holds that. This is the second year. And the reason how this all got started is because Mark Lobliner called out Brad Castleberry and he wanted him to show up to this event and they were going to do this, uh, you know, prove to us that you're not using fake weights type thing. But it ended up being a, a, a good event for a great cause. And so Brad Castleberry indirectly raised last year $50,000 for the Semper Five Fund. So shout out to Brad Castleberry up, man. Yeah. if you're out there. Let me, let me say this too real quick. It's not like he trains in some obscure hole-in-the-wall gym either. The dude is in like a 24-hour fitness in California. Like, I'm sure if he was wheeling in fake plates, somebody would have recorded that. You know what I mean? Like, right. Just come on. So that kind of, let me let me segue from that into this. Let me say this. One of the ways you can kind of prevent yourself from being castleberry is just fucking go to different gyms and do the same shit. You know what I mean? Right. Show different like people that you uh, that you could do the same exact thing from location to location. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you look on my Instagram, I've shit. I've squatted 600 pounds for reps in LA Fitness and Export. The barbell compound, like it doesn't hybrid strength, whatever. Like I'm, I can, my money's good everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're no, no one's ever questioned you <laughs> with fake plates or or anything like that. Everybody, uh, pretty much on Instagram knows that C three muscle is the real deal. What is your uh, current height and weight right now? Uh, uh, see this how I'm on this motherfucking Chick fil A meal plan. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm. So my weight fluctuates, but right now I'm, I'm 5'10", 290. Okay, 290. Now, I know sometimes... Jo- Joey Bag of Donuts is not too far behind I you. I was saying, I'm catching up. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Chick-fil-A, Jesus, that's a healthy diet if you ask me. They got good chicken there. Yeah. Well, wait, Jimmy, is, is that what you ate when you did your transformation? I saw the picture. 
Oh, no. Yeah, no, that was Joey talking, but no. Yeah, people think Vin and Jimmy's voice sound alike, but I'm Vin's brother, so maybe we do sound alike. Plus, my uh, my younger brother is controlling the mics, and he seems to suck lately. No, oh, So maybe God. my voice is no good. How are you going to do that to the podium in the middle of a podcast? He doesn't even bro. have a mic to defend himself. I know. But C3, so when we went out to L.A. or actually Sacramento earlier this year in February, we like made our rounds to different places. Um, we stopped at a Chick-fil-A for the very first. It was my first time at Chick-fil-A. I think it was Joey Bag's first time at Chick-fil-A. Jimmy, did you ever go to Chick-fil-A before? Fuck yeah, I'm the one who, uh, who, who suggested, suggested it, to go. Yeah. And I remember I, I made an uh, Instagram story outside of Chick-fil-A and I like gave you a shout out and I never ended up uploading it but it was my first time at Chick-fil-A and it was it was pretty good man you're just now well, when you went to what, what did you eat um uh, I feel like I got like a grilled chicken sandwich and with those waffle fries and yeah it was banging so the grilled chicken sandwich is good but I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna hit you to the uh the C3 special are you ready I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, check me out. All right, it's gonna, it's gonna cost you about fifteen, sixteen dollars, man. But it's worth it. I'm serious. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get a twelve count. We're gonna get a twelve count nugget to start, and then we're gonna get another eight count nugget. So that puts us at twenty nuggets. You know, if you're feeling froggy, you get two twelves. You know what I mean? That's twenty four. A large fry. You dig? And then we're gonna go with a large cookies and cream shake, extra whipped cream, no cherry. That, my friend, yeah, that's gonna make you, you know, jack this. So wait, so wait a minute. It's only nuggets. There's nothing else. I mean, there's the shake too. You got like the the shake, but just nuggets. That's it. Yeah, like yeah. And I'm and you think I'm like I don't know if you guys think I'm just like freestyling that, like just making that order up. But no bullshit. I used to eat that every night for like a year straight. Like that was this (laughs) maybe not a year straight, but like for a long time, bro. Like I'd be at the gym squatting until like ten. Chick-fil-A closed at 11. I shoot straight over there. Like, they knew my order. Like, man, I was... I, I used to make stories on my... Or uh, posts on my Instagram back in the day about that. Yo, C3, uh, this is Jimmy, just to let you know. Um, <laughs> dude, when I met you, it was like... I, I just connected with you right away at the Arnold. And um, just your personality. You have a real infectious personality. Just a stand-up dude. You could tell, you know, you're that kind of guy. That being said, bro... I'm worried about your health, man. <laughs> Listen, we need you around a little longer. I think hey. at least knock the, uh, cut the shake out, bro. Well, check me out. So I'm I'm not I'm not eating Chick Fil A like I used to. <laughs> so like, you know, my diet. I'm trying to I'm trying to lean down a little bit. Believe it or not. So I'm and for me, lean is like two seventy, two sixty five. <laughs> Damn, so, Joey would Joey would love that. Yeah, Joey yeah. might be moving out. <laughs> Moving out to where you're I'm at. thinking to myself When I go to McDonald's Sometimes I get the 50 piece Jeez Sweet and sour They give me about 10 to 12 of them <laughs> but, I'm not kidding you either That's actually what I eat But speaking they, of not Do they kidding. charge you For the sweet and sour though? No, no Definitely not So that's cool man Because the You know The McDonald's up here They charge you Which is Fucking sucks Oh my god like 35 cents for a pack I'm like really? <laughs> what? But when, when yeah. do you Sweet and sour sauce Over any of the other ones. But see, the customer service at Chick-fil-A is, is top-notch, yeah, bro. They charge you for the for the sauces, you know what I mean? Like, it's whatever you want, you got. C- C3, this is uh, Ray Vegas. So, Ray Vegas. Jimmy Triceps says that he's concerned about your health. So, let me just start by saying this. Before the podcast aired, 
Jimmy came in and offered to Joey some sort of peace offering. <laughs> that peace offering consisted of a big bag of gummy bears, a bag of Oreo cookies, cherry cola Oreo cookies, and a case of freaking cannolis, bro. I kid you not. Oh, and a $30 gift card to Primo Subs. Bro, but I'm not wor- I'm not concerned about Joey's health. I'm concerned about C3, bro. He, he, wants, he wants Joey He's to He's trying to kill Joe. <laughs> you say something. You set him up. <laughs> but seriously, if anybody out there from Chick-fil-A... Yeah, pick, pick up the Chick-fil-A. Can we get some free shit yeah, now? If anybody out there... <laughs> if anybody out there from Chick-fil-A is listening to this, um, I think you need to sponsor C3 Muscle. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm or respect the depth because this man for since 2013 since he kept I've the lights known on. him, yeah, he is the one keeping you guys. You, he's the reason you guys could take off on Sunday, okay, and not yeah. have business come in because he he spends so much money there. So yeah, shout out to Chick Fil A. So moving on right now. So you said you're you're about 290 right now, but if you're going to lean out, you lean out about 260, 270 around there. Yeah, well, right, two two sixty five, two seventy, but like, like this is how you know I'm starting to lose weight. Like, I put up a video on my page earlier this month, and I was deadlifting without a shirt on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm st- I started to feel myself a little bit when I get a little leaner. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, maybe I can, uh, you know, <laughs> come up out the shirt. Like, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. You know right, I mean? right. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Okay, I would so- love to see you and and Joey squat side by side shirtless and throw that up on the on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I would not like that. Yeah, Joe would fact, not like that. Now that you bring me up in squatting, I actually have a question regarding regarding squatting because um, when I am actually going to the gym, which isn't often, uh, I don't really fear lifting weights at all unless it comes to legs and especially squatting. It's it's just very scary to me to know that I'm putting and I don't do much at all. So I'll do the bar with forty fives on each side, and I'm honestly petrified that it's going to collapse on me when you're doing all that you and weight me both joe <laughs> me collapsing on you by you behind me or just me in general no just me with the bar on my back <laughs> yeah so so what is it about you that like that doesn't you know you don't you're not scared of that you're you're throwing up six seven hundred pounds on your back that doesn't well, worry you how does that work mentally it, it does but but check me out okay here's story time right so on my, I have an old YouTube page. It's called C3 Rules the World. Go ahead and laugh. Because it's just a corny name. I remember but, that page. Yeah. But, but so if you go back maybe five years, like my squats used to be terrible. I used to squat high. I was squatting slow. I was squatting scared. Uh, I just didn't like the squat. And, and this is the truth. This is what happened. This is why I fell in love with squatting. Um, Two things happened. One, I didn't want to be like every other gym goer that I saw. I didn't want to, you know, I, I wanted to embrace the lifts that most motherfuckers run from. You know what I mean? I wanted to be good at squatting and benching and deadlifting and incline pressing and sh- overhead pressing. I wanted to be good at those lifts, but particularly the squat. And around that time, I saw three videos that changed my life. The first video I saw was um, of this guy named Pat Mendez who was coached by a dude named John Bros, who made Squat Every Day popular in the U.S., right? And this dude, Pat Mendez, you can Google it. He squatted 800 pounds, ass to grass, wearing only knee sleeves. Like, it was incredible. Wow. And then I saw another video 
I, I, I've never really cared much for bodybuilding. Respect to people who do it, but that ain't my thing. But I, I, I was really inspired by Tom Platts and his intensity when he squatted. You know, Tom Platts was known for doing high reps, like 315 for sets of 30, 405 for 20, 500 for 20. Insane shit. Damn. And I saw a video of Rich Piana. Now, I'm taking you back to 2014. It was a video where he was talking about the difference between training on steroids and natty. And he said, uh, in this video, he was like, you know what? Fuck your 500-pound squat for six reps. He's like, if you want to impress me, squat 225 for 30. No rest, meaning don't stop at the top. Just continuous reps, 30. And, like, I don't know, man. I just had this epiphany. I'm like, yo, I want to become a fucking great squatter. And so I, around that time, I put up a video. It was called the Rich Piana Squat Challenge. He even left a comment on the video. I remember that. Yeah, and I, I tried to squat 225 for 30 straight, and I think I got to like 26 or 22, something like that. And I was doing all this high-volume shit. I, I even have some videos on my page where it's, where it's like inspired by Tom Platts, where I would do, you know, 500 for 10, 405 for 20, and 315 for 30, all in the same workout. But I say all that to say, you know, I, the fear, to answer your question, left when I started embracing the lift and practicing the lift. And I, I humbled myself enough to not try to do too much too soon. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that was it. I ain't trying to sound corny, but that was, that was really it. And I just, I, I wanted to do it all the time. And when I saw that John Bros, cause I, I didn't come up with squat every day, but I, when I saw that John Bros promoted that, I was like, yo, <laughs> shit if, if that's a if you can do that if you can squat every day i want to try it and i tried it and i've been doing it ever since so you don't get sore or anything like like i know that's corny and cheesy and kind of like oh you're a fairy you're sore you don't get sore because jimmy triceps we call jimmy triceps jimmy triceps because this motherfucker does triceps every day like you do legs or squat every day and yeah. i always say to jimmy i'm like dude don't you are you sore like or doesn't it hurt when you do legs every day, or I keep saying legs, when you squat every day, you don't like it. Does it take some getting used to like doing it every day or, or you just get in there and just start banging shit out? Well, before I answer that, let me ask Jimmy, Jimmy, why don't you get sore? Or why do you think you don't get sore? Uh, I take a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shoot. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, man. I, I think it's just from um, I, you, your body adapts, right? I guess. I don't know. I just from doing it all the time. Actually, you know what, man? Uh, I got that shit from uh, C.T. Fletcher, man. Back in the day, when I first, when I got back into the gym four or five years ago, C.T. or C.T. Yeah, C.T. Fletcher, that he's the guy that I, you know, that got me back in the gym. But I'll never forget a video I watched of him. He, somebody said, he goes, I always get the same question all the time. How do you get your arms so big? And uh, he answered, he said, if you want your arms big, I did arms every day for like a year and a half or some sh crazy shit, he said. That's how you get your arms big. So I took that and I ran with it. And I did arms every day, basically, for the last four years of my life. So, you know, I guess my, my muscles are just, you know, got used to the shit. Yeah, and you know what? I think that that's... I think everybody's different. I think people, everybody recovers different. You know, people, you know, how people respond to different kinds of training is different. You know, I'm a high frequency guy. I mean, I squat every day. I bench every other day and I don't break down. I'm cool. But to answer your question, Rob, man, I, uh, I think people have this, this idea that I just go crazy in the gym when I squat. Like I'm just like every set is fucking heavy. And that's not the case. 
you know, I'm, I, the only thing that I do for my legs is squat. So if I was, if I was to squat heavy and then go do the fucking, uh, hack squat and leg press. And if I did a whole bunch of other shit heavy too, I couldn't maintain it, but I just do one lift. You know what I mean? And I don't spend a whole lot of time doing it, but my intensity is through the roof when I do it, if that makes sense. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And and you're, you're schooling us on this. Yeah, you know, but I think a lot of people are afraid to just try shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I was watching a video. I was on, um, what YouTube channel was that? It was Elite FTS. It was Jim Windler and Dave Tate, the two old powerlifters, right, coaches. And they were talking about people who, you know, spend so much time asking questions about programming instead of just trying, just going to the gym and just experimenting and just seeing what works for you and what doesn't? You know what I mean. I, I got something to uh, to touch on that a little bit though. Um, it's going to lead to a question for you. Um, we lifted last week, and we brought this up last week on the podcast. But we lifted with um, Guy Cicernino, who's uh, an IFBB pro. But he schooled us on a bunch of shit. Have you gotten like? Did anybody ever take you under their wing? Where you act, or were you just you know watching YouTube, you know learning on your own, or did you you know have any guidance from anybody? Uh, not really. I kind of just watched people, and I've along the way I've had people, not necessarily folks who have a lot of notoriety, but folks who just I just clicked with, who were just we just I don't know. It just like okay, let me give you an example. Um, the one person that I did train with, well, actually, I, I, okay, let me, let me start with this. Two years ago, I lived in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and uh, I used to work out at this gym called No Excuse, right? And uh, it was a family-owned gym, and just the supportive environment really, it's not so much that they were telling me something different, but it was just the, the encouragement that I got from there really just took my training to the next level. Like in that gym, that was the first place that I ever squatted 675. Like I just, you know, I've, I've always pushed myself, but I've pushed myself to a certain point. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just something special when you're working out with somebody, especially an older guy who's, who sees something in you that you don't see in yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, as my, as my, you know, following has grown. And as I've traveled, I've been able to work out with people along the way that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I was able to go to Average Bros Gym and train with John Bros. You know, that was the coach that originally inspired me to start squatting every day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, man, I've I've just met some really knowledgeable, cool people. And I've I've picked up little nuggets from Stan Efferding or Ed Cohn or whoever. But at the end of the day, I kind of just take it all in and do my own thing. Well, that was going to be my next question I have here on the sheet for you. I, I know that um, uh, Ed Cohn, for someone that doesn't really know too, too much about powerlifting or, or really follow it, that's an, that he's like a household name. And I know I've seen pictures on your Instagram with you and Ed Cohn. So I was going to ask you, did you pick up anything, any little nuggets, any tips or anything like that from somebody like Ed Cohn? Uh or at, no. uh, by the time you met him, you were just so dominant that you're like, fuck this dude, man. I can do it. I can do whatever I want. I don't know about that. I just, um, I don't know, man. It's just, it, I think that the thing about meeting people like Ed or Stan or John is, is, is it's really cool when these people who are, are held on are, are who are held in such high regard, when you meet them in person, they're just cool. You know what I mean? 
And I just, it was just like when I went to Lance's gym, which is where Ed trains, you know, he was just a regular dude giving advice to people, just there to coach people and, and train himself. And just, I don't know, man, just being around people like that just brings out the best in you. You know what I mean? No, a hundred percent. And I know that you've done a video, a squat video or, or a, a lifting video with Mike Rashid, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I know we've talked about it in the past. I don't know if you actually trained with him or did some any any footage uh, lifting with Bradley Martin as well, right? Uh, kind of, sort of. So, okay. all right, let's let's. You brought up Mike Rashid. So, um, in 2015, I was at the, I went to the Olympia in Vegas, and so actually Luke was there too. And my boy, a thousand watts. So, so dig this, right? So we're in Iron Addicts, uh, Las Vegas, and Mike is recording. Uh, you know, he's recording a video for his documentary. So in one squad rack, you've got Mike Rashid, Stan Efferding, Big Rob, and, and my boy Big Hurt. Right? Shout out to Big Hurt, it's my dog. Yeah. And then another rack, you've got myself, my homeboy Mason. You met Mason yep. on the podcast. Yep. Uh, my, my boy Luke and my boy Thousand Watts. And uh, we're all squatting. And, like, unbeknownst to me, Mike was actually recording uh, me and Mason's squats. And then he made a video and put it up on his page, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing that. So nothing ever happened directly lifting with Bradley Martin, though, right? No, but I will say this about Brad, man. Like, so 2016, I was at the Arnold. And, uh, like, after the expo, everybody goes to Powerhouse Gym to go work out. And so I'm working out and I see Brad and, I, and I've known Brad. Brad is, you know, he's a cool guy. And uh, Brad actually just, he just worked out with me like for about an hour, just me and Brad working out. Like we benched, we did arms, you know what I mean? We front squatted or squatted, back squat and front squat. But it was, I thought that was cool that somebody with that many followers and that known, you know, would work out with me. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, no, we met, we met Bradley in February. He's a, a solid dude. Shout out to Bradley Martin. Um, two more questions regarding the lifting and then we'll get into some more fun stuff, but you're so knowledgeable. I mean, you are, and Ray's got a question right after this one for you, but you're very knowledgeable. You know what you're doing. You obviously uh, look the part. Do you do, and uh, I'm sorry if I don't know this right off the top of my head, but do you, or do you offer any type of coaching? Do you have anything? Do you have any interest in doing that? Um, making that a, uh, like a, you know, a little, uh, side thing, or is that something that you're already doing? Yeah. So it's funny you, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, I've been working on different programs. I'm, I'm in the process of revamping my website. You might remember this years ago, like I printed up some respect to death t-shirts. Yeah, I do. And so like, I'm, I'm in the process of enhancing my website so I can have a store and like, you know, make a few programs and also offer coaching. But at this point, outside of training a few people locally, like not yet, like no online coaching or anything yet, but that's something I'm definitely working towards. Okay. So anybody out there who's listening to the podcast, you're probably not listening to this podcast because, uh, you know, you, you want to hear about, uh, um, you know, squatting because if you're a fan of mine, you know that I don't do that, but I know there are a lot of people out there that do want like the whole well-rounded look. And there are a lot of power lifters that <laughs> listen to this podcast Keep keep an eye on C3 Muscle, and if he does offer some kind of programming or come out with any type of online coaching, if you're going to learn from somebody, you want to learn from C3 Muscle. But, Ray, what do you got for big C3? 
Thank you for saying that, Rob. No worries, brother. When did you first become comfortable knowing that you were actually using the squat whack, squat rack to squat and not actually do any curls? <laughs> you threw me for a loop. Yeah, I came out of left field. But go ahead. Uh, man, well, that's actually funny because I really don't do any direct bicep training. Not really. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Even yeah, though it I does mean, look you know, like you kick cinder blocks for a living, I mean, yeah, it's it's funny, man. Like I, I I do biceps here and there, but I don't like. I once upon a time I used to have like an arm day, but I don't really, you know, I I I kill my triceps. I go heavy on my yeah, triceps. Yeah, buddy. But I really don't. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I don't really uh I don't really curl like that. And when I do curl, it's it's like 25, 30 pounds. Like I'm not doing a whole lot of weight curling. I respected your honor knowing that you were coming on a podcast today. And I went to the gym this morning and I got on the uh, the little uh, Stairmaster thing. And I did that for about 750 steps. I thought I was going to die. And then I proceeded to use some leg machines that I put on a, a story. And uh, yeah, I'm not really about that life. Um, I'm not. I'm not about leg life. I would like to wear shorts more often in the summer, but I'm kind of embarrassed because... Uh, these chickens aren't pumping with hormones, but um, yeah, we're working on that though. Well, check this out. Most guys, you know, will say stuff like, "Man, I want to get bigger. You know, I want to put on more size. I want to want to gain 10, 15, 20 pounds." You know, one of the easiest places to gain weight is in your legs. Most dudes just avoid leg training, and I don't understand that. I'm not saying you got to squat every day, but dog. Do something. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, about shortcuts. I was thinking more of like the, the synthol route. <laughs> Yo, C3, I got a, uh, just a couple quick ones real quick. Um, what, so where do, you, where do you see yourself like down the road? Like what do you, you know, what's all this training for? What do you, you know, what's the end goal? Uh, that's a great question. I want to continue. So I've only competed twice, okay. right? Like, like I did, well, technically three times. I did my first meet I did in 2015. And, um, I and that was the whole three, the, the big three lifts, right? Yeah, that yeah. was the big three. And I, so in my first meet, I squatted 680 in knee sleeves. I benched 450 and I deadlifted 700. Jeez. Uh, and then <sighs> the following year. And what, and what place did you land in uh, that meet? Uh, I won. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. Get out of here. Rushed it. But I mean, it wasn't like, it was a local meet. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and say like I, I won some major meet, you right, know, but it was, right, it was right. a good feeling nonetheless, you know. Um, I did a bench only meet in 2016 and I ended with 474. Is that um, with any kind of assistance or is that uh, raw? No, nah, that's raw. Oh shit. Okay. And then I did a meet this past March because so the, the meet that I did in 2016 and the one that I did a couple months ago are in this federation called the USAPL and it's, uh, it's drug tested. And so similar I, to the BGCW. The, the he who? does not know what the BGCW is. Go, go ahead. C3. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Tell me what it is. No, what is it? No, BGCW is, is a backyard wrestling federation that Ray and myself were a part of back in the early two thousands. Please continue, C3. Do, do not video, pay him no like, mind. You, is that the video you posted back in the day where it's like you, you suplexed yeah, Ray from yeah. like a chain link fence or something? Yeah, yeah. Power bombed yeah, him on yeah. a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> kind, yeah, we kind of reenacted our, our wrestling days, but yeah. 
So go ahead. I'm sorry. The last meet that you did this, what, this past March, right? How did you do? Yeah, uh, I totaled 1,800. So I totaled less than what I did in my first meet. But I did it. I squatted beltless and uh, deadlifted beltless. So all of my, my training lately has been totally wrong. Like, I, I just, I don't even, I, don't, I try not to wear equipment at all. I just go into the gym and just lift. And uh, I don't know. I guess for me, I, I kind of want to cut to like the 260 or 120 kilo weight class and put up a decent total and then probably move on. Like, I mean, I, I never, to be honest, dog, I never really got into this game because I was so married to powerlifting. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even know what the fuck powerlifting was when I first started, man. I just, I wanted to be like my uncle. Like, I had an uncle, his name is Greg, was a big dude, played football. I wanted to lift to be like him, so I don't really have any, like, lofty aspirations to be the greatest powerlifter that ever lived. I just want to be strong, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right, for, right, right for those of you who've never seen C3's legs, I mean, the, the guy has massive tree trunk legs. So if all else fails, you got a future in karate, um, <laughs> board <laughs> kicking. Yeah, man, you can. I'm sure you can break two by fours with a swift breath. This dude's legs are humongous, man. Now, keep putting in that work, Chris. <laughs> well, here, here's one other question that I have for you. And then, um, and, and then we're going to move on. Actually, Joe, you have a question? Jump on in right now, Joe, because my question is like the capper for... Uh, All right, so this will be the prior to the final the question. Pre, the pre-capper. Yeah. So of the whole group here, um, I actually have the biggest legs. Now, and I'm, I'm sadly, that's, that's actually serious. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm fat and it just naturally <laughs> like spreads out. Um, Rob's always said to me, you have good legs. You actually should do legs and really see the potential there. It might be cause I run a lot. Um, again, this is when I'm going to a gym, uh, I'll do like a 5k every day and my legs are pretty good. So my question is, I know back in the day when I used to lift, people would say, if you do legs, it's better for your upper body. There's something, I don't know the, the names to it. Rob will argue that that's not true. Um, something in your legs like goes up to your upper body. So when you, is there any truth to any of that? I think you're alluding to maybe like testosterone release, like when you do there legs. You go. Yeah. yeah. All the testosterone is in your lower growth hormone is in your lower body. When you squat, you disperse it throughout the body, and your upper body grows. I think uh, that right there, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. That's the equivalent of the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny. Um, I don't necessarily believe that, but I mean, go ahead. What do you think about that? I mean, that's, that's what they say. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not even, I don't, I don't fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I would say this, you know, if, if, if you are trying to increase your overall size squat, period, you know what I mean? Roger that. Okay. Uh, and that's fair. That's, that's a hundred percent fair. Um, last question from me, and this is the one that every podcast I've ever been on, every um, major, minor, I've been on like a PR kick right now. I don't know if you know this. PR. Chris, but, PR. Uh, but this PR stands for public relations. Um, I've been working with a publicist over the past like month and a half, and he's got me doing interviews like a couple times a week. I'm going on podcasts. I'm doing this. I went on Mark Bell's podcast, Bradley Martin's podcast, the, the bigger names that you would know. And then, you know, a bunch of like local ones, a little smaller podcasts. And for being a guy that's sitting in his car wearing a bandana, 
raging about this and that and talking all this shit about trembolone sandwiches and everything like that. From everything that we know of you, C3 Muscle, you are all natural, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always shocked that I've never gotten the question yet. Like, so are you really using gear? Like, talking about me. But you, yourself, um, no desire, no... Because, you know, there are guys out there that you know are probably a little bit stronger than you or... Uh, have a, a better squat than you or, or can deadlift more than you or whatever. And not that you need the help because you're obviously like stupid strong for, for anybody. Nothing that ever ran across your mind. Like, Oh, if I just did like one cycle of something that has that ever crossed your mind? Yeah. It's crossed every dude's mind. Yeah. Like I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, but I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not married to the game like that. You know what I mean? Like the closest I ever came to like taking shit. And I'll, I'll say this cause I, I'm, I'm cool. I can walk in my own truth. Ain't no thing. Back in 2014, 2013, 2014, they used to sell at my gym in, in Chicago. It's this commercial gym called export. And so, uh, they used to sell pro hormones. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, the company was pure. Well, I'm shit. I'm not even. But anyway, the company was Purist Labs, and they used to sell this product called Halivar and uh, Recycle. And so, like me and like a few of my partners, you know, we would take that because it was at the gym. You know what I mean? You could just go downstairs and buy the shit. Right, right. And that was an aura. It was like a pill, right? Pill form. Yeah, it was a pill. You know, you you take the 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 Halivar, and then like. When you when you're done, you take the recycle or whatever, so it doesn't damage your liver. But yeah, like that's the closest I ever came to like taking shit. And that was, you know, if that doesn't if that disqualifies me from saying, oh, I'm not a lifetime daddy, then whatever. But yeah. uh, no, I I think yeah. I think you're, yeah, I I I would not consider you being a uh, yeah. now juice user. Real quick though, is there the, the show you said you did recently? They were tested. Oh, is yeah. there I'm, there are uh, you know bigger uh, competitions that uh, aren't tested, kind of like the IFBB? Like so, most every other powerlifting federation is, you know, at least to my knowledge, is, is you know untested. Okay, so everybody <laughs> that it's just a known thing that you, you got to be on some shit if you're going to compete in one of those competitions. Not really. Oh, you know, okay. you got a, you got a lot of strong motherfuckers that don't take anything. So I mean, you don't have to take something right to, to be strong right you know what i mean now bodybuilding is a different story but right. i think in strength i mean there are a lot of strong natural gas but here's the difference you know i'm in my 30s and so you know it takes years to build natural strength right you know nobody you know if you're if you're i'm not talking about anybody in particular just i'm not throwing shade it ain't like that but if, when you're in your early 20s and you're doing amazing things you know, there's a chance you could be on some shit. You know what I mean? But uh, but I think for people who are drug tested, come on, man. Like 29, 30, 31, that's when you really start to get strong. Right. To me, this is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think, but I think that kind of raises an interesting question because a lot of people, you know, I think are in a rush, especially with social media. They're in a rush to be strong. They're in a rush yep. to look a certain way, to have a certain amount of followers. Absolutely. And like, I don't really... Once upon a time, I used to care about trying to be insta-famous and all that shit. I don't really care. I just like being strong. And I just I just like training the way that I train. I'm not, 
you know, even down to my not wearing gear, like I'm as far as like sleeves and belts and all that, you know, I just want to go to the gym, bro, with my bag and my shoes in my bag and my headphones and just get out. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't, I don't want all this other extra stuff. That's just, that's just my outlook on it. You know what I mean? And, and we all, everybody here at this table, we all respect the fuck out of that, man, because there's too many people out there now that are just doing shit. I mean, I know back in the day used to say, I don't do this shit for the likes. I don't do this shit for the fucking comments. I do it because I want to document my own personal journey and I just want to be a strong motherfucker. That's all. Like, there's yeah. nothing else to it. But um, in some of your videos that we see, you tend to have a collection of old school throwback wrestling shirts. So yeah. me and you have talked about this plenty of times, but we are both pretty big wrestling fans and not to bore anybody at the table. Cause I don't know how many of you guys really are into old school wrestling, but C3 muscle for you. Talk um, how, when did you start watching wrestling? Who, like, was, uh, was it, like, the WWF? Was it the NWA, AWA, World Class? When did you start watching wrestling? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with three questions in a row. When did you start? When were you a fan of wrestling? What is, who was your favorite wrestler, if you could think of that? And what is your favorite match that you can remember? So okay. when did you start? Who's your favorite wrestler? And what's your favorite match that you could watch a thousand times, and it'll be just as good as if you watched it for the first time. Okay. Uh, damn, when did I start? I was, a, I was like everybody else, I was a Hulkamaniac. You know what I mean? I, was, I, was, I came up in the days of the Big Boss Man and Macho Man and uh, l- later on Razor Ramon and yep. Diesel and all that. That was, that was like my era. You know what I mean? And... Uh, uh, Fuck, I'm trying to think of my favorite wrestler. See, okay, I, we got to break that question down because I like different wrestlers for different reasons. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you can give me a few. Go, who are a couple of your favorites? All right, so check me out. Like for one of my, one of my favorites actually is probably going to be Vader. Like Vader probably would damn near be in my top three. Right, that's a big motherfucker. Big Van Vader. I, I liked his size. I liked his intensity. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I have no fear. I feel no pain. Like, I just, that shit used to give me hype as a kid. And to be a 450-pound dude doing a moonsault off the top rope is pretty impressive as well. Man, insane. I was a fan. Uh, Naturally, I was a fan of Scott Hall. I used to wonder, like, if there was anybody's physique who I wish I had, it probably was, like, Scott Hall in his prime. Like, I thought that dude looked incredible. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And his moves were crazy. Like, the dude had a fallaway slam. He had a choke slam back in the day. He had the razor's edge. Like, he had the, the top rope, belly-to-back suplex. Like, he had a, a gang of shit. And he was charismatic. Right. As, as both Razor Ramon and in the NWO. And then, um, I'm trying to think. My favorite match. <sighs> shit. I was just talking about this match the other day, man. Uh, this is not necessarily my favorite match, but it's the one that comes to mind. It was Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at oh, King of Ring. great <laughs> match. 2001. Like, because I, I wasn't really that big of a Kurt Angle fan, but this match really made me a, like a super fan of his. When he did the belly-to-belly to Shane through the glass. Well, the and first then, time he tried, he tried to break the glass. And, yeah, and he landed on his neck. Yeah, like, yeah, that was crazy. Shane McMahon, I, I got to give a shout-out to Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's a thug. Shane McMahon, um, you know, for a non-wrestler, he could put on a hell of a match. So uh, any Shane McMahon fans out there, like, yeah, Shane is that dude. 
Um, I, I think Shane gets a lot of shit because he he comes off as goofy at times, and his punches don't look strong. Right. That well, that's his knock. Yeah, he's not. Uh, but that motherfucker can bump his ass off, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's almost fifty. And like I mean, he might have been forty six or forty five when he fell off the cell when he fought the Undertaker. Yeah, I'm like, man, you, you t- to be getting up there in that age and still doing that shit is amazing. Yeah, no, he he's definitely his heart is in it, and uh, he yeah he'll do anything to entertain the fans. So, real quick, check it out. So wait, I also like different like um, so like I, I can like a wrestler for his move set, but then also for you know their promos. Okay. Like I'll tell you who I used to like back in the day. I used to like Ahmed Johnson, even though I couldn't really understand what the fuck he said. But he was, <laughs> Ahmed he was Johnson. Yeah. And then like old school Farouk back in the day. Like I was just a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Ron Simmons. Shout out to Ron Simmons. Damn. Yeah. Um, what is the, uh, real quick, if you don't mind us asking, what's the relationship status right now? Are you single? You uh, What's going on? Oh man, single, single. Fine chicks can slide in my DM at any time. <laughs> I, that's what I was just gonna say because yeah, yeah. the the way that we always cap off the uh, our podcast is with the Ray Vegas baddie with a fatty segment. And I don't know how much of the podcast you've listened to in the past, but what happens is we ask the bros and broettes out there to nominate a baddie with a fatty, and that's an Instagram chat. We we kind of keep it to Instagram. It's an Instagram chick who's a baddie with a fatty. So she has to be good looking and she's got to have a fat ass. And every week we nominate a baddie with a fatty. As Ray Vegas is going through all of his uh, thousands of DMs, the segment that we do right before that, and I want to chime in with you on this uh, C3 right after Jimmy, but we do it. You don't want to do the pet peeve of the week this week? Okay. C three in the gym. You be, you you live in the gym. You're you, you go every day, four days a week, five days a week, six days, seven days. However you go. What is your biggest pet peeve that you see going on in the gym? Something that just not necessarily that makes you want to go up to somebody and say something, but just shit that you just shake your fucking head at. Anything that come to mind? Two things. First is people on their phones. That's kind of a you know a common one. But the thing that really grinds my gears is when I'm getting ready to lift. So imagine this. I've got five, six plates on the bar, and I'm getting ready to squat. Like, I've got my fucking hands on the bar. I'm getting my mind right before I squat. And some goddamn idiot comes and taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, how many more you got? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, like, for real? Like, you can't see that I'm about to get down? Like, why would you do anyway? That shit bothers me to no end. I don't like that. There are people out there, I'm telling you, that have no gym etiquette. My biggest pet peeve in the gym is in off-peak times of the gym when there's just rows and rows and rows and rows of treadmills available and someone has to get on the one right next to you. And there's like 10 treadmills on each side of you that are open, but someone just feels the need to get on the one right next to you. That's probably... My biggest gym pet peeve. Yeah, see, that's, that's like when you go to the bathroom and you're standing at the urinal and there's nobody <laughs> yeah. in there. And then some other motherfucker comes right next to you. It's like, really, dude? Really? That really? meme that meme has been resurfacing over the past uh, couple of weeks on Instagram, I see. The one where it's like the, they show the close-up of the urinal and the guy's standing there and then the urinals get wider and then you see somebody walking over and then they show the real wide shot. And then the guy stands right next to the dude and starts pissing. But um, 
So, okay, so Jimmy, you have no pet peeve of the week. No, uh, well, I do, but what's we're we're kind of a little behind. Okay, so let's we're, just move on. We're running a little bit late, but Joey Bag of Donuts, real quick, we did touch on the Chick-fil-A. We touched on all your food that we have in front of the on this table right now. You have primo subs, uh uh hoagie gift certificate, you've got gummy bears, you got cannolis in the fridge, you have uh what is this? Oreo. Cherry cola Oreo fucking cookies. Oreo cookies and whatever and he just ca- and just uh Swallowed 32 ounces of uh, vanilla Coca-Cola. 32 ounces of vanilla Coca-Cola. Uh, this is the Joey Bag of Donuts weekly weigh-in. So we already heard C3 <laughs> is uh, pushing about 290 right now. But Joey Bag of Donuts, where are you at right now? I'll keep this very brief because it's embarrassing. Last week I got on here and I said I felt that it was coming. The change was coming. I was going to the gym every day. I was doing cardio 5Ks every day. What were you last week? What was your weight? 224. Okay, what are you now? Please hold. <laughs> After uh, I left that podcast, I haven't been back to the gym. <laughs> not only have I not been back to the gym, I've been eating, as you just mentioned, everything that's on this table terribly. Um, so I haven't weighed myself because honestly, I'm starting to get scared. Jimmy scared me a little while ago about a heart attack and, and this and that. Um, and I told my wife two days ago that I know I'm getting fat because I literally can't see my dick anymore. <laughs> if I'm looking down, I have she to move. She can't see it either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have to move my stomach to see it, which means there's a major problem. So I know I say this every week. Oh, yeah, maybe next week I'll do it. I don't know what it's going to take not to see. Maybe I can't see my feet anymore and then I'll decide. <laughs> I don't know. I What's really the don't. weight, Joe? I didn't weigh myself because oh. honestly, I'm I'm really scared. I'm probably if I were to guess, I'm I'm definitely approaching two thirty. Oh, you suck, <laughs> jackass! <laughs> you will not make this putt, you jackass. <laughs> yeah. So Ray Vegas, all right. So that was Joey Bag of Donuts weekly weigh in. He's just a mess. Uh, bros and broettes out there, like there are people that actually look up to Joey and like like. Their 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 weight loss journey is inspired by Joey because they go through the same like things and feelings and setbacks that Joey has, and Joey's just letting all these people down by coming on the podcast. It's yeah, like, he's like the front runner, man. He's like the voice of it, and then just takes a dump on everybody that looks you know looks up to him. Dude, like you're telling all these people it's okay to just keep fucking up, man. Where's the motivation? Who's worse, him or Jimmy for enabling all of the junk food on the table? Well, Jimmy, Jimmy's just trying to put Joey six feet under, so I know why Jimmy's doing it. But Ray Vegas, um, and I'm going to ask C3 in a moment, too. Do you have a baddie with the fatty of the week? I do have a baddie with the fatty for the week. Okay. Um, yeah, this girl was actually nominated twice by two different bros, so okay. uh, she kind of won by default this week. Um yeah, she's all right in my book. I was looking one way, but like I said, getting two nominations. So this week's Ray Vegas Batty with a Fatty of the Week is going to be Chrissy.bar on Instagram. And we are going to spell that C-H-R-I-S-S-Y dot B-A-R-R. So Chrissy.bar is the Batty with a Fatty of the Week. Chrissy Dot Bar. Okay, 73,000 followers. She's um, just looking at her second picture here. She's very pretty. Uh, I just double tapped Chrissy. So. 
Let's see. So yeah. there's that. Oh, she's got a fatty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So nah, nobody that I can think of. I'm, I'm just you scrolling. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. 48 hours from <laughs> this moment when you first yeah, heard the podcast yeah, yeah. air, which is probably <laughs> going to be within the next yeah, yeah, I, oh, 20 minutes yeah. or so. No. Nah. I don't have anybody. Um, just, yeah. To contact either Ray <laughs> Vegas, Jimmy Triceps, or myself and collect your baddie with the fatty female racerback tank. Now, C3, out of all the Instagram chicks out there, doesn't have to be anybody famous, doesn't have to be a chick with I'm just gonna 10 say million that I concur followers, doesn't even with, have uh, to be a chick with Mr. Mr. 100,000 <laughs> followers. Is there anyone out there that you would say... Um, is at the top of your list to be a baddie with the fatty. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> nah, it, it's all good, man. It's all good. Put put the va- put the Vaseline uh, away, man. Sure. I mean, just we we kind of did it in the beginning. I'm I'm not. You know, I ain't trying to do too much. All stuff. Right. I was just I was just gonna say, if you had anybody out there in mind uh, that was like you're other, like my, WCW, I gotta be the only dude you know, on Instagram with a page dedicated to one lift. I would like, throw I in an so extra baddie with the fatty. But I said, fuck it, I'm gonna create another page. You know what I mean? Since yeah, but no, so respect to that, and that's something I've been saying since 2013. I had shirts printed like I'm. That's my thing. So follow me at respect to death. Squad motivation website is respect to death. And actually, for the past, I think shirts and programs and online coaching coming soon, not available yet. And and collect their prize before we end this. So Chris, before we let you go. It is, is there anything out there that you would like to plug? Any to see um, the amount of uh, websites, any uh, and, and YouTube channels, anything and like notoriety that? Notoriety, followers, and all that that you've gained in the last couple, two, three years, and it is definitely well deserved, man. Like I, I was watching the podcast the other day, and you guys were talking about um, what we, what you were going to do when you hit one million followers, and how soon will you hit it, and whether you guys will go to Cancun. My bet <laughs> is this: you got, you will hit a million before Thanksgiving. And that's, that's fine. Shout out to you. Man. Oh, hey, check this out. You're going to kick out of this. I have a video. I got to post it on my page at some point. It's you, uh, Marissa, and Grandma Gaines. And uh, Thank you. <laughs> this, dude, this is like 2014 for show or 15. Like, you, you don't have a fucking beard. Like, you look totally different. And you're like, uh, the three of y'all are saying, you're like, when it's leg day, C3 Muscle says, respect the death. Oh, I, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, you know, the the way Instagram is going right now, I don't know if I'm going to even have an Instagram channel in the next couple of days, the, the way that it's going. But yeah, no, uh, I appreciate that very much. Again, uh, you've been there since the very beginning. You were the dude giving me my, my very first shout out. So I got nothing but love for you. Everyone here at the table is a big C3 fan. Bob Colts is a huge C3 fan. And... Mm-hmm. Okay.
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that video. Yeah, shout out to uh, to Nana Gaines up in heaven watching C three squatting every damn day. So, yeah. Awesome, dude. It's uh, thank you for taking an hour and change of your night, bro, to be on the podcast. You will definitely be a guest again um, in in the future. And me and you, we're gonna get up. We'll uh, if I ever decide to do legs, and if any of the bros decide to do legs on a serious note, we gotta hit up C three Muscle. They yeah, see C three has been brought to my attention that you know because you brought up Rob hitting a million followers by Thanksgiving. If that does happen, we will all be doing lines of cocaine off of Chrissy Bar's ass. Yeah, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> I will not be doing that, actually. Yeah. Neither, Jimmy's just got this devilish grin. He ain't going to do it either. But anyway, <laughs> we're, we're going to wrap this up now. So uh, for myself, for Joey Bag of Donuts, for the Pody Anthony Ray Vegas yes, and Jimmy Triceps and our very special guest this evening, C3 Muscle. This has been the glorious House of Gains podcast, and we are signing out. Yo. Slow is the goal. Size is the prize. It's Gains the clock, motherfucker. Let's go.